Okay. I don't want to wait for Alex to hit the record button, so I pressed it five minutes earlier. <laughs> I I've just been recording for hours. <laughs> just waiting. Okay, <clears throat> this is serious shit. <clears throat> One, two, three. I don't want to wait for my for Aaron to say number, so I press the record button <laughs> when I wanted to. Okay, this is serious shit. Serious time now. Three, two, one. Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Straight out of the Scarlet Halls and right into what the fuck are we doing? What is this episode? I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. We are up in here recording on the weekend, boys. Yeah, boy. It's your boy, Aaron. Horror. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me do it now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the no edits goes out the window. It's your boy, Aaron. <laughs> Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. We are too excited about this news. We were like, we have to record an 18.2 episode. Because the numbers line up perfectly, and we just got to talk about this right now. If we don't talk about this now, our our regular podcast will be like three hours long, and I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> I have work the next day. I can't afford to do that. We need to get our dirty 30 this news when it's still relevant, damn it. So, we are just excited because the new, uh, the stream dropped on Thursday, where Jeremy Fiesel walked us through a whole bunch of shit we didn't know. And then on top of that, a bunch of content creators were invited to a secret Blizzard Summit where they have their own information. So, there's a lot of shit going around right now, and it's swirling around in my brain already to ooze out my ears. Can I say, the first piece of news that Jeremy Fiesel dropped that had me stunned was when he properly pronounced the name of the Horde City as Dizardalor. I also, like, when I heard that, I was like, is he just stumbling on his words? But then, no, he doubled down and then tripled down. He said it every single time. I'm like, have I just been, like, a little dense here on how it's supposed to be pronounced? Because it's definitely Dizardalor, I thought. There's is no way Is this our version of the Urel Ural? Which was also us. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it's Zardalore. If it's Zardalore, I'll eat his Zardalore. You had that on record. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, here it is. Let's, let's, let's start with talking about Mechagon and Narjatar. What do you guys think of those uh, of the of the images we got of both the raid, the dungeon, and the zones? Let me start off by saying, I. Don't know if I'll ever be able to pronounce this Naga region correctly. Is it Narjatar? Is that right? Narjatar. Narjatar. That always says it. Just, yeah, just think about her. There's an okay. S snuck in there somewhere. He even uh, okay. he even put it up on screen, and I was like, "Oh, is that what that's what that's about?" For now, we can just call it uh, like Narnar beings or something. Let's just call it fucking uh, what's that? What's that planet called? The Gungan planet, the Gungan area. Nabu. Yeah, but what was the name of the city? Gunga, Gungar, Gunga. I think it was Dizardalore. It was, it was definitely Dizardalore. <laughs> oh, big, big bad alliance. 
<laughs> shooting, shooting bang cannons at our doors. It's funny because like that voice, like it was supposed to be Jar Jar, but it kind of sounded like how the troll captain <laughs> it sounds during the Jaina fight when Alliance ships are flanking us. <laughs> I'm gonna double back again and say before we get back into the save point two, we got AOTC. We down Jaina last night. No, we can talk about this on the on the regular one. They don't need to know our lives. This is all about Jeremy Fiesel's life in Desardalore. <laughs> okay, well, we're editing this out too, then. No, okay. no, no, we'll keep it. I, yeah, we did it. We did it. I'm, and I'm proud of us, but you I want to. did it. But I want to save some content for the regular gun because Aaron missed it. He actually missed the Jada kill okay. again. Okay, so my takes. Um, I did like Najatar, the images that they showed of it. I don't really think there will be any part of it that I'm, like, deeply in love with. It just seemed like a neat little sunken city. But I'm going to say here, this is my hot take. I think that Mechagon looked underwhelming. Whoa. It is, and I it's kind maybe of be- agree. It Maybe it's because they only showed, like, the wasteland part of it. But it's, like... I saw a lot of mechanomes running around garbage piles next to a big door. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's just the entry area. And Jeremy Kafizel of Passion of the Christ was like, <laughs> and then maybe in the raid or in the mega dungeon, you'll actually go in. And I'm like, wait, so we don't even get to go in the big door? We do, but I think what... It is is that everyone who lives outside is a peasant because they don't have enough robot parts. So we're gonna join the resistance and taking down this wall, which is just Mechagon's like close people who are actually like mostly robot who are like it's like a class system where like the more robot parts, the more rich you are. Mm-hmm. And it sounds I... like we're gonna be like building it up, kind of like a garrison almost. So I I, I am curious how much of this junk pile will remain junk pile. Um, and see if we get to, like, because you say we're going to add, well, he started off saying we're going to add mailboxes, and I was like, okay, and defense systems. I thought those were really weird things to put together, mailboxes and defense systems. No, I just thought it was really weird that, like, mailboxes were the most important thing for him to say. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe Pop Goes the Feasel is just a huge fan of the mail system. He only got to design one quest, and it was the Mail Lord title thing. He's like, please, please give me something to do. Oh, that man is, I think, isn't he behind a lot of the secrets that we deal with? I'm pretty sure he is. So a lot of all this, like, all this, the secret hunting that we're doing, I think he's, like, the one who's doing it all. Yeah, and I heard that from someone on the PTR saying that, I guess, Mechagon is going to be the area that's the most densely populated with the most secrets that need to be discovered. Yeah, it has the most secrets per square footage anywhere in the world of Warcraft, so that's buck wild. <laughs> well, I'm uh, looking forward to exploring more of them. I just really hope there's some sort of like after dungeon area, because I'm not super interested in the peasant area of Mechagon, and I'm really interested in the Mecha Gnome, so it'll just be a real letdown if that's the case. Also, I will say, every time that Jeremy Fizzlebank said the word tinker or tinkering or 
anything along those lines, my like heart leapt a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> hope is here still, guys. He had a, he had a glimmer in his eye. He was like, come on, I know y'all are out there. I know y'all are picking up what I'm putting down. Take it's her. the ultimate secret that Jeremy Fitzgerald will give us. But it, this Megan, if if even though you, it looks underwhelming for Aaron, I I think it looks okay. But uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happening on Mechagon. So it's like a weird combination of like the Timeless Isle from Pandaria, which obviously we didn't get to experience at max level because we weren't playing then. But going back there and seeing like all of the shit that's there, it seemed like it'd be a really awesome area. And I know it's highly regarded as like one of the best like patch contents of a expansion. So that's pretty awesome that people are already relating it to the Timeless Isle. That's a That's a good sign for like fun and like things to do like after like you know your max level i also oh so i guess i will will there be more content to do on mechagon because when he was introducing like jeremy the robot he was like and don't forget to pick up your electro grenades when you're doing nashatar and i'm like will that be all mechagon is as a shopping list once you're done with it no he said that there's going to be different npcs that cycle in and out of like the main hub of mechagon that provide you with different things i forgot exactly what he said but in in warlords which i did see this expansion piece there was a thing uh, if you built an inn in your garrison uh people would come in so like john j Keyshawn would come in millhouse uh, mana yes. storm would come in and they'd be like in your garrison in your little inn and they'd have like a cool quest for you to do and a lot of the times the reward for the quest was either like a toy or sick transmog or garrison resources but more often than that it was cool so that's one piece of it uh taliesin and evital they were down there and they they did an hour youtube video about their experience there and they highlighted a lot of what jeremy touched on in like uh, more in depth so he was mentioning how you can turn in items to pascal the big robot guy um mm-hmm. so basically how mechagon seems to work is like everybody is kind of like a soft engineer you collect resources and then you turn them into the guy and he'll engineer them for you and so there's like little toys and stuff but like he mentioned some of the mounts were like they were like basically you collect pieces of like a, a robo cat and you put it together and it becomes like a mount it's like a it's like Ripple cat mount that you can ride around on and you can customize its color and stuff it seems like this area is like more about like whimsical weird ass things to do instead of being like uh progression progression stuff to make yourself stronger but in the in the same vein though it kind of is progression because i, I remember now he said that like these different npcs will provide you a different quests that allow you to build up some of your like things that you decide to work on there and like one of them i think he said becomes like a giant robo spider mount yeah he he was real on the nose with that one it's like and if you keep going you could get something as cool as hmm, a giant robot spider as like the giant robot spider plans fell out of his back pocket and he was like oopsie doodle <laughs> when he said that that mount though I, I i've always wanted a spider tank like those that's basically what it is it's, it's like the gnomish spider tank but like cooler because it's like junkier like oh mm-hmm. i want that so um one thing that i found really interesting in the um mechagon discussion was that this trinket that you will we'll get from oh, punch card yeah with the three punch card slots and I think that like the theme of the 8.2 patch is 
they want to provide a lot of customization in the way that you can build your character. And I really am interested to see all the different builds you can do with these. Because yeah. there were there were a lot of them that were like Goofenheimer stuff, but there's also a lot that or there was a couple that were like actual just stat boosts. Like in the photo they had one that was like plus one hundred mastery, plus one hundred critical strike. And then on the other side of the graphic, they were like, you can befriend robot birds. Yeah, it's like an awesome, like, build your own. It's like a Build-A-Bear. It's, it's Build-A-Trinket. Because when I first <laughs> heard this, I was worried. I was like, well, everyone's just going to fucking optimize and do the thing where, like, they, you go for all the stats. But uh, they foresee this. They foresaw this because how it works is there's three, you know, there's three color slots. There's the, the red punch card, the yellow punch punch card, and the blue punch card. And so, like, the yellow punch card, it's all different stat variations. So, for this character, or maybe for everybody, probably, it's, like, yellow punch card, plus 311 critical strike, plus 90 versatility. And then the other yellow punch cards are all in that same vein, where it's just, like, stat boosts. But the mm-hmm. red punch cards are, like, they're kind of fun, but they help a little bit, like, chance on damage or healing to gain 10% haste. Or... Channel a cyclotronic blast, dealing 21k damage every 0.5 seconds for two... Wow, that's fucking... That's a strong fucking dot. <laughs> but then you have the wacky blue punch card, where <laughs> it increases your lung capacity by 1,000%. Is that just breathing underwater, I'm assuming? Yeah, you ain't <laughs> drowning in Narjita, boys. I'll say, I guess that's going to be really useful coming up, because we have a water expansion. And we have a fucking underwater boss. Oh my god, the underwater boss. I'm I'm excited for that shit. And he just looked at the camera, he was like, trust me, gang. It's gonna be wet and wild. Like, he didn't want to actually tell us anything about the underwater boss. He's just like, it's there. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> it exists. He knows people are gonna hate it. <laughs> what I'm, I think, probably the most excited for in this dump of news, it's just it's dump. Get it? But it's funny because also it's kind of a dump because it's it's like trash everywhere. But um, they're gonna bring back the star elites that were around in like Pandaria, and there and there was someone Wad, like you know you know Pound Fist. Remember good old Pound Fist and Wad who I camped out for seventy two hours before he finally showed up. That they're was gonna... wild. <laughs> but like it sucked, but also like that's probably one of like my like top three Wad moments, like ever is just doing that fucking crazy caravan camp out with like 11 other idiots trying to get this stupid fucking mount um that's kind of coming back there's going to be like star elites that will when they spawn on the map they have like they have different spawn timers and it's just it's going to be like basically a mount fest i feel like is what mechagon is going to end up being which i'm okay with i like to collect mounts even though i'll probably just use me again yuck yeah, but as you, you don't have the benefit of equipping yourself with these cool I new was, equipment slots. I was just about to say that, because as soon as he brought that up... like, <gasps> Oh my god! You, yeah, I don't know if they'll work, because I'm my own mount. Yeah, I assume not. I assume you'll have to use an actual mount then. Wait, uh, is this that, is that... so bite! Aaron's the I only think Morgan are the only people who feel this way. Well, yeah, because we're the only ones who can become our own mouth. Druids, druids. What about druids? Oh yeah. Well, what about shamans? That's true. They don't go mount speed. Now I saw a funny Reddit post that was uh, 
like a frosty K that was like it was like a meme that was like, oh, well, we could always water walk. So what do we do, basically? And people were saying that for frosty Ks, their ability to water walk just is inherent in their in their like class. So they don't need to put on water walking, but they basically have the option to put on just anything else they want. And so that's yeah, they can so, put on the parachute. Yeah, the so we have water days. walking. But if you're a, if you're a blood DK, you never get days anyway because tanks don't get days on a mount. So in theory, they could have they're gonna have all three equipments on them: <laughs> parachute, the water walking, and the not being days. I guess because you know because you know death knights needed more buffing like that. <laughs> I guess Grunlina better send an email to Jeremy Fiesel and see if uh see what the down low on that one is. And it and it's so silly because they they're equipped to you. Like it's <laughs> I, I get what they're going for, but like it's not even equipped to the mount, it's equipped to the character, so I would imagine that it makes even more sense if the if it's yeah. just like the worgen can do it i but. actually haven't heard about how being a worgen interacts with this so i guess i'm curious to see well, what actually happens if i mean if it is equipped to the person it's probably fine then i'm assuming when you go into running wild it just counts it as a mount probably or maybe it, maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't i guess we don't know damn that's cool um but mechagon the, the dungeon is getting me real horny for this uh it's 8.2 to drop this shit looks <laughs> so lie. cool. Not gonna lie, fam. I'm a little scared because the last time we had a mega dungeon, it made us almost quit WoW for a little bit. We, Karazhan was, uh, um, it was fun, but we struggled and we, ooh, we had, uh, quite a time in there. Tears were shed. They're mine. <laughs> Healer tears. I was lost in time in Florida, so yeah, we, I couldn't do it. We literally, but it's funny because we literally had a mage. It was like he was like the knockoff Aaron. He's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm I'm Growleaners. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a night elf mage. How's it going?" <laughs> he was cool though. Um, but it seems like this dungeon, Mechagon, the first half is going to be kind of like a regular like trash pack dungeon, but it seems like it has a lot of really cool like uh, mechanics. It has a stealth section, kind of like how in Suramar, that you can hide in the little baskets. There's a, literally like a, a bullet, a bullet hell zone where you dodge like projectiles, like back and forth with turtles shooting at you. It's like, and apparently the last half of the dungeon has no trash. It's a gauntlet. So you just keep facing like mini bosses, I think, or something like that. Hmm. It's like super unique, and it's gonna have it's gonna have its own unique Azerite traits to come with it as well. So that's sick. You mean so Azerite traits? You mean as essences that go into your heart of Azeroth, or no? No, I mean when their Azerite drops from the, from from Mechagon, the traits on it are gonna be only obtainable from Mechagon. Like, it's like you can't get these traits anywhere else for your mm. for your Azerite gear. Oh, so this is gonna be somebody's best in slot. Yeah, someone someone's gonna want to want to spam Mechagon over and over again to get their Titan Forge <laughs> best Azerite head. That used to be how I started all of my personal ads in college. <laughs> I'll give you the best Azerite head in all of the land. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think we need to move on past Mechagon and so place. that you did mention. Uh, essences that will be in mm-hmm. our heart of Azeroth. 
That is a new feature that I am excited about. I am as well. I think, you know, along the lines of things being more customizable, this is it. It makes your Heart of Azeroth basically just its own designated talent tree, which is so cool. It reminds me a lot of Legion artifacts, except that if you cheese it, you can't just get them all. Which is really cool to me, because like, you have to actually like make a decision and choose what sort of character you want to be. Which is neat. Yeah, and it's cool that you can just go out of your way to collect them all, and you don't have to like pay anything to renew the talents like you do with your Azerite gear. You just have them forever. You can just swap them out whenever you want. Well, probably not whenever you want, but you know what I mean. If you have a tome, it's whenever you want, baby, as long as you wait in combat. So for these essences, basically, they're... I I was a little bit confused still on essences until I watched uh, a video by Hazen Letty Games because she fucking can make anything just like sound super simplistic and I love it. So she Shout out to Hazel nicely. Nutty Games, yeah, a, she, a, a personal pod favorite. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the shit. But um, she laid it out really nicely and basically almost every essence is going to be an on use ability. So it's not just going to be the passives that we're getting from our current Azerite traits. It's going to be active abilities that do, like, AoE blasts or, like, cool stuns. Well, I will I will clarify, though. It's that you get one that is on use, because that's, like, the main one. And then all of your other mini ones will be passives. Yeah, So, but they're still adding a bunch of ones that, yeah. So there's going to be a bunch of on use ones. So you just get one on use that you get to hang on to. Like, but, like, and, like, the minor ones seem, like, whatever, because they just remind me of Azerite traits again. <laughs> they remind me of, like, passives. I'm like, eh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I, well, my, so people have been shitting on BFA for so long and saying how bad the system is for Azerite, which, I mean, they're not that wrong. It's been a pretty bad system. Now, do you think this will make the perspective of the community, like, overall turn around? Or do you think the way that you acquire essences is just going to piss people off? I think it will be a combination of both. I think people will be happy with the new system overall because it is a cool system and it's customizable and it's like a talent tree, but they'll be pissed off because I assume some people, probably a lot of people will realize that their favorite new essence they have to get from doing an aspect of the game that they don't like doing. So like it'd be for me having to grind like PVP arenas to try to get one that I need. Because, yeah, there's I'm... what you... They drop from PvP, dungeon raiding. Is that it? <laughs> World quests. I think he said just basically every different thing that, like, a person can do in World of Warcraft. So I'm sure there's, like, islands ones, PvP, dungeon raiding, pet battles. They, like, they should make a pet battling one. That would be the ultimate. Just, like, one. Just, like, win, like, 30. It doesn't have to be anything oppressive. It's just, like... Yeah, fucking do pet battles real quick. I like how you're saying that like winning 30 pet battles is, isn't oppressive, because I feel very oppressed at that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I've won one, and I'm like, hmm, that's, that's all the pet battles I need to do. It's just, it's nice to feel, I feel like they like actually like took heart of basically, heart of Azra. I feel like they just took heart about how much everybody hated Azra, and they've been working on it since like almost... I feel like since BFA came out, like they've been trying to figure out how to pivot and change the system entirely because they definitely released a 
a stupid system that <laughs> needed to get fixed eventually. Yeah, and I don't know if it will bring anyone back to the game, but it will definitely, I think, overall make the community that's still here happier. So, I I mean, I think it I think it might. So it's funny when Pandaria launched. I I do a, I was doing a lot of reading about this like before. When Pandaria launched, basically, it was hated. People hated the fuck out of Mist because it was the whole. It was it was unfortunate because when they I think they announced it like a month after Kung Fu Panda was announced. <laughs> so then it, people were just like, oh, we're just getting the Kung Fu Panda expansion, and then it released with like problems. There were some some bugs in the beginning, and people just hated it. And then their 5.2 rolled around, and they released a whole bunch of shit that basically made the game, like, one of the most loved expansions of all time. So, it's never too late for a redemption story, unless you're World of Draenor. That was a lost cause. Well, because they never had anything come in and fix it, they promised it would, and then they're just like, Go by Legion! Yeah, well, yeah, that's why, that's why Legion was so good, because they just literally, like, they just dumped wad in a trash can and I'm like all right fuck this scrap it we're gonna work on legion make it the really best one ever and then people will come back in droves <laughs> yeah and that's what they were doing during that like eight month period when they didn't add anything besides a selfie camera i think a lot of people are going to come back and play because they're going to realize that they're as a record they hate it so much is going to be that big of an issue but i mean i guess there also is the whole thing though that your heart of azeroth level is still tied into your neck so maybe maybe you're right immune maybe people won't come back for it i just don't think anyone will come back but i've spent far too much time in the boards i just think the people the salty people will forever be salty even if you like you literally pay them to play the game yeah i kind of am in the same camp on this one I'm going to hold out faith that I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe in this off and his powers to bring back the people. Praise him. So let's move on to a special little segment here called Heritage Armor Fashion Review. Ooh, okay. Let's start, Ooh. With, let's start with the gnomish heritage armor. So let's see. Do you guys give this one a toot or a boot? You know, I'm kind of a moot. I think I'm going to give my first moot. I'm going to say boot. <gasps> I also am going to house down boots this. I feel like it doesn't have enough going on. I feel like there's not no. enough moving pieces. <laughs> the goggles on head, I love. It's just like brown brown stuff. Brown. It, Honestly, it, I agree. Like, neck up, toot. Everything else, no. It's just, it just looks like cardboard armor, and I feel like you could have done a lot more gear type stuff, and a lot of moving parts. I know, I guess there's some armor sets that have gears and twisting bits and machinery like that, but honestly, just make upscaled versions of that, and I would have been happy. Yeah, this... give us our Tinker Fantasy for this heritage armor. So... I mean, I guess think, the thing about this, though, we have never seen this armor animated, right? We've only seen pics of it, correct? Mm-hmm. So, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now, and there is there are two humongous cogs on the back shoulders. So, I'm going to assume those are going to whir around and spin. And there are, like, little, 
like lights on the front of the shoulders that might do some stuff. So it's, it's possible, but but with without the animations, it's definitely a very mild. Mm. Mm. They they knocked it out of the park with Void Elf and anything after that. Like just go back to whoever created those ones because clearly they knew what was cool. Well, it's easy when you don't have any lore to build up of in the first place, right? <laughs> when you're a Void Elf. I mean, you you know the gnomes. They barely have any lore to go off of either. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I I'm pretty sure I heard this correctly. I don't think I was I don't think I was dreaming this. It sounded like from a different video I watched that you that the gnomish heritage armor is tied to a quest with Thermoplug's family. So oh, that's no. some fucking lore. Maybe that's why it's so stinky. They were like, You you for you forsaked our father, we're gonna make you stinky armor now. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, let's move on to the Tauren heritage armor here. What do you well, boys think? Well they gotta get that toot just simply for that fucking totem on their back. That's it it makes it's perfect. I am going to give this a shoot. This is perfection. I'm going to give it an unenthusiastic toot. It's very good. And they they said, like, it's totem-themed. It's super them. Well, you know who else it is? Super High Mountain Torin. I It's barely any different from the High Mountain Torin. That said, the High Mountain ones were a definite shoot. They were the best, in my opinion, of the allied race uh, heritage armor yeah, sets. Yeah, you're kind of right. So, I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that. So copying off of the best, you're still very good. But I'm, you're literally that meme of like, can I borrow your homework? Just make sure you change it up a little bit. I just realized how weird it is that the High Mountain Torrin got their armor before the regular Torrin did. That's you know who weird. else got their armor before the regular one? The Lightforge Draenei. What is Draenei going to be? I assume just the Lightforge Draenei, but instead of yellow, it's purple. Imagine it's going to be big crystals. Big crystal dick energy. I'm still holding out hope for the Gilnaeans. They have they had a cool collar on their <clears throat> a cool collar on their cloak, and I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Gilnaean set. It's coming up soon. I'm going to assume that in when 8.2.5 drops, we're going to get not only the updates for the models, but I think we're going to get the heritage armor for Worgen and Goblin. For go- yeah, Worgen and Goblin. I, it only I'm, makes I'm, sense. It only makes sense. Uh, we can talk about, I guess we can talk about the islands. Their islands are cool. Snow Blossom Village looked actually really neat. I know I saw it at BlizzCon, but I feel like seeing it again, kind of like, with the new islands and how much they've been fixed, and we've been saying it every episode, islands are better. <laughs> but Snow Blossom looked like a really awesome island. Like, I don't know, it's a Pandaria snow place. Hell yeah. I, I'm a big fan of them essentially just being excuses to go back to old content and be like, fuck around in it for a while. Like how Haven's Wood was just you going to parts of Gilneas. I like that Snow Blossom is just like, remember Pandaria? Eh, just goof around in Pandaria for a while. Yeah, I agree. It makes you remember old parts of the world and it makes the world feel like a more cohesive, larger place. Yeah, it feels like your operations are actually doing stuff in not just like the Kul'Tiris, Zoldazar area, or Xandalar area. You're actually like taking your ships and going out to different parts of the world. So another thing that 
germs mentioned here was that we will be getting continuation in the storylines and he didn't really say what he said he was excited for us to react to it but then he just showed bane and a bunch of chains yeah it was it was very much like the fiverr guy who did the the video about kingdom hearts it was like and you'll find sylvanas arthas anduin they've put bane in chains it was like it was the way you said it was just a very weird cadence i was like okay with this picture of like bay next to two big cartoon iron balls yeah that was uh that was silly and then well i think it was funny because ian's been talking about he's been doing his his little interviews with, with gaming companies and he's been saying how this is not the sylvanas this isn't sylvanas is not the garage it's not the garage literally garage chained up uh, our boy Gammon. He 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 tied up Gammon in chains into in the front of Ogremar, and and now also here we are. I'm pretty sure Bane was in the chamber that you fight like the big T Rex that everyone has as their beast master, uh, beast master pet. Like it was the same chamber. <laughs> I guess this is where the Torin go to go to be chained up. He's in chains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i guess he just basically wrapped up the the video by saying hey yeah you know we'll be able to fly in all regions yeah so it's that's crazy to me so well according to Taliesin and Nevitel, when we get 8.2 we're basically going to Najatar and mexican immediately like those will be available day one so is that going to be like Oh, you know, uh, Nargatar will be able to be explored in four weeks or whatever. Uh, and apparently, the raid and dungeon will be opening up will be like two weeks, three weeks later, but they're opening at the same exact time. So this is going to be a lot of crazy shit to do, and we're going to be able to fly in it once Pathfinding Part Two comes out. And we're going to be in a beautiful bird mount that I would have really appreciated, Jeremy Fiddlewitz. Like, just being like, let's just look at this bird flap. Because that is a beautiful mechanical bird. And he, it was we just got the one static image for like a couple seconds. It looked like the grown-up version of the pet that you get from Safi and Grizzik. It's the bird's dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we made his dad! <laughs> we Oh, man. If Andrew ever comes back and plays this game again, which he won't, he's our friend who played... 14 years of while and is a retired grandpa now who hated hated ashran and now that ashran's coming back from epic battleground <laughs> this makes me laugh thinking about it because we're getting it it's here it'll be a weird thing in which he'll come in to my room because i live with him still and tell me how much he hates it and then sits down and watch me play it for like two hours <laughs> ashran I spent so much time in Ashran, so I'm actually excited to see it back again, which is weird. I'll be happy to give it its actual due and not be drunken in our dorm room, like, what's going on? Instead, I'll be drunk at my house like a grown man. What's going on? I'll probably be <laughs> sober and on? still be like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flying, we got... I'm curious again about the mount equipment slots. What else could they add other than water walking and phasing? No stun and parachute. 
Yeah, what what else do you think they could add? A stealth, like maybe. Bonus speed, maybe? Hmm. What if they oh, added... Or making, like, non-flying mounts fly. Whoa. That would be crazy. But also... I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to imagine that on like my basilisk mount and how bad that would look. Because the basilisk you, just can walks you imagine the, side. the the salt of you're purposefully riding on the ground and someone comes to go fight you and all of a sudden your Romani war bear <laughs> soaring high <laughs> <laughs> just takes vertical lift up. <laughs> or I'm picturing like the expedition yak that everyone mounts up to repair. <laughs> I do yeah. like that that Jeffrey went up and he looked you directly in the eye and he was like, I know you all just use water strider. <laughs> You're not smooth about it. That's gonna be so nice, not just seeing a fucking bug swarm out there when we're doing <laughs> turtles quests. It's gonna be just a very unique looking best mount you have. And this is going to be Aaron, the only one on all fours, running around on the surface <laughs> of the water. Ooh, I am excited to see how this wheel mount works. Okay, so the second I saw that wheel mount, I was like, this was literally an episode of South Park. I saw Mr. Garrison use this item where you suck on the, you suck on the weird dildo-shaped control well, system. Well, excuse me, you, you had to use your hands to steer, so you had to use your tongue to use the turn signals, <laughs> and then and it was it was it was uneven. So yes, you did have to use your anus to balance. <laughs> I was like, no, like I I love the design, but I don't think I could ever ride this thing. That episode is ingrained in my mind. I, <laughs> no, maybe I'm slide. benefiting here because I've never seen South Park. Don't watch slide. it. Don't watch slide. it. Slide. Slide. Yes. Yes, I'm here. At least it's better than the airports. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, at least it's better than the airports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good episode. You know what? <laughs> Fuck. Let's watch that after this. <laughs> but it does look really cool. Uh, I'll. I'll uh, sex jokes aside, it's it's a pretty cool looking mount. It's very unique. It's not really a mount that looks like it in game, right? There's nothing that fucking circular and mechanical. I no. imagine that it just uses the motorcycle animations, but obviously, yeah, there's no motorcycle. It's just your your big fun wheel. Oh, do we know Pathfinder Part Two that we need already? Yeah, um, it's repping both uh, Najata and um, Mechagon, I think. That's it. I thought it. I thought we've already achieved it. No, we have part one. Mmm. I would imagine it's just all the reps they have now, and then with our sexy fish boys and with the rust raiders. It'd probably be like, yeah, explore Narjotar, explore Mechagon, yeah. Hmm. Also, I wonder if the horde is going to hang out with like the rust raiders, who are entirely gnomes. No, yeah, they is, are. They're is there a goblin out. division? I think they're hanging out with, no, they're just hanging out with the same people, which seems a little odd for them. I didn't even think about that. Like, I've been hyped for, like, these fucking gnomes, but Horde players are probably like, why the fuck would I want to hang out with these fucking gnomes for? Yeah, it's like, we hate mm -hmm. normal gnomes. Why do you want to hang around with these grosser gnomes? Damn. Talk we hate you, classes. Booster. <laughs> we hate you, Booster. The the name of the mecha gnome <laughs> representative. Oh, man. I This is being... I feel like we've talked about so much, and there's still so much to go over. 
but I I do have some exciting ideas for topics for next next week's episode of regular Do Not Relent. I've got some some hot topics for you boys, so get ready for those. I hope, like the regular hot topic, it's always it always has a deal because no one shops there. It 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 might. Um, but alongside going back to that the wheel sex mount. I want that crab mount so bad. The fucking sideways walking crab mount. I just have to say, they better make the mount special of this, the crab rave dance. They, I feel like they just might though, right? I mean, they're they're down to clown with memes. They've shown themselves to be meme stars. They love the memes. And that, and that one is like, what, like a decade old? No, so. Crab Rave's like That's... just turned one year old, like a few days ago. Oh, well, in meme years, that feels like a decade old. In meme years, it's already dead. Uh, no, this was something that was kind of just brushed over lightly, that wasn't really discussed in depth. And I think I felt personally offended on your behalf, Aaron. Brewfest is getting an entirely new overhaul, and he did new... not mention it till the end in the wrap-up yeah. notes. He mentioned, yeah, he mentioned it as if like he already talked about it, but he, I was like, did I miss something? Did I fall asleep for a second? Because they didn't mention this at all. And holy shit! So for those that don't know, Garlina had a an awakening at Brewfest. I was sitting there, butt cheek slapping, cackling like I can throw bottles at the gnomes. <laughs> in in real life, it was it was an awakening. I spent most every part of my day at Brewfest that year. And the previous years, you've just been able to do the same thing. It's been less interesting. But they're adding eating contests, pretzel hats. Gralina may be an old <laughs> granny now, but she's going back, baby. I cannot even imagine the growl on the prowl. It's about to go down for that month. <laughs> it's just like four episodes of her drunk at Brewfest. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be great. It's just three minutes of eating sounds. Gralina, you just turned in you eating a pretzel. Could you not yell at me, please? I have such a hangover. Oh, she's gonna make it, and I'm excited because, like, I, I haven't done Professor just as long as you have, because we did it at the same time, right? Like, we both were there knocking out of the park. Mm-hmm. And then I've gone back every year in, like, the two years since, but it's just been, it's the same, like, waffle dinger, throw it at Dark... Also, yeah, there's a whole throw your beer at Dark Iron Dwarfs event Ooh, that I don't know if that. that'll, I don't know if that'll fly now. <laughs> I'll be interested to see if that changes. Well, I guess Corin Dyerbrew still crashes it, so... Wait, you know what? I wonder if that's why it's getting a revamp. Yeah, probably. They, they had to change a bunch of stuff because it was heavily, like, anti-Dark Iron Dwarf. Oh, shit. I bet that's it. Uh, I guess before we close out of here, we should talk about, I think, probably... All, I'm going to make a wild guess here and say it's all of our least favorite 8.2 patch thing. Heroic Warfronts. How do you guys feel about those? I was purposely not mentioning it. I was going to be very happy that we weren't going to talk about it because I don't give a shit, especially since it's Stormguard, which is my least favorite. I am not against it. I will probably do one, lose, and then be like, oh, okay, that's fair. Like, I mean, 
out of all the things, I I personally, I have probably played more BFA than I've played any other game, like time density wise. Like I'm, I'm gonna do a slash plate and see what that is right now, but I just feel like as much as I love BFA and all that it has to offer me personally, I fucking hate Warfronts, man. They just take way too long. I, I the Darkshire one I like a little more because I can become a big crazy druid. I can become like a, a forest nymph that prances around, and that's cool. But damn, like, what's the point of me having to wait for these fucking glaives to be built so I can kill the robots? We're already at this point. Just let me kill it. So I was just like, oh boy, I this is cool that people are getting it and want it, but I could give two less shits about it if I wanted to play. An RTS, I'd play one. Exactly, yeah. They're appealing to people, like, even in the thing was, like, for all those StarCraft players out there, it's like the StarCraft players have only two games to go off of. They're never going to get bored of StarCraft 2 until you make StarCraft 3, and then maybe they won't even do that. RTS players will just stick with their game forever, so I feel like it's a fool's errand to try and trick them to coming over to wow yeah it's something i mean i mean people have people said when warfronts came out that they wanted this so at least they're giving them it i guess i imagine the amount of people doing heroic warfront will decrease but the people who choose to do it will probably like it more because them being monotonous and boring has always been a detriment to warfronts so now that you need to actually like strategize and care, that'll be fine. It's just it's not for me. It's like a way worse dungeon. I feel trapped when I do them. I can't leave. I have to keep following all these idiots around. Nah, nah, fam. But I think I mean I think that's I think we covered all that we thought was cool. I feel like we could have done a different essences, but we can do that on the regular podcast. I feel like there's a lot mm-hmm. of essences that we discuss later. But man, there's a like I, I'm content with like our current patch. I've been content with the game since the beginning. This is just gonna make the game fucking ridiculously awesome for me. Like I can't wait. I'm gonna be on that PTR on Tuesday, ready to go. Yeah, let's do it, boys. Let's do it. Eight point two, baby. One step closer to pretty Wargan faces. <laughs> I guess. And sexy I goblin abs. But all right, I think that's it for us. We just wanted to talk more about 8.2, get ahead of the game, AOTC, <laughs> AOTC 8.2. <laughs> Not Aaron, though. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you guys have any questions, complaints, uh, issues, if you want to yell us, if you love Warfronts, if you hate Wargan, send us an email at donutrelentpod at gmail.com. Tweet us on the Twitter at donutrelentpod. What about you guys? You can follow me on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter. And that's it. We'll see you guys next week with our regular episode. This is just a funsies one. Uh, we're out of here. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do not relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.